Well, hello. Welcome to the Leesburg Talk Podcast. Uh, sitting around the table today, you have we have Courtney, Matt, Zach, and myself. How's everybody doing today? Great. Good, very good. Very nice good. Very good. We are we're sitting down at the hub. And if you're not familiar with what the hub is, uh, who wants to tell us what the hub is? Well, Sammy has there? dubbed this the upper room of this, the hub. Oh, yeah, yeah, the upper yeah. room of the hub. Mm-hmm. And so where is the hub? It's at 104 Court Street in Cynthiana, Kentucky. Cynthiana, Kentucky. And uh, this was formerly Cornerstone Christian Church, but recently we have we've merged. And uh, we're in the process of, of doing a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, our goal here is for the hub to be the hub of ministry in downtown Cynthiana. Yeah, a lot of small groups are going to take place down here. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, just a hangout spot. As a, as a matter of fact, starting April 1st, no joke, the Bold Men's Group will start meeting down here Mondays at the Hub on Mondays. At 6.05. At 6.05. All right, so time change, location change uh, on April 1st, and this is no joke. Is this going to start a new series for the guys? This is not April Fool's. It is really happening. That's right. It's really happening. I read that in Not a email. joke. Um, uh, uh, they, they are currently going through this book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, and a great study. They're just kind of taking it in a... Uh, you know, a week at a time, and they're not really doing a chapter at a time, but just just as the conversation develops, that's how far they go. And so really any week, if, if you're thinking, well, they've already been doing the study, it's too late for me to jump in, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, this study is one of those things that it's a conversation that a bunch of guys are having together. And so at any point you can jump in and not feel like you're, you're missing out yeah. on any of it. So that's kind of cool. It is what um, we would consider a small group, not to – Put it to the, the the small, but it is what about eight or nine guys? Yeah, about eight or nine so, guys. So not super intimidating, table, yeah. and you know, just uh, great spiritual guys. And so, you know, any guy out there looking to dig a little bit deeper into your faith, this might be a good way to go about, and also make a little bit of understanding of yourself. Yeah, that's right. And so that's going to start uh, new location and new time starting April first down here at the Hub at one hundred four Court Street, um, uh, April first. At six oh five instead of six forty five, and so six oh five is the new time. Good deal. Cool wild stuff. at heart. That reminds me of what was it Born to Be Wild? Was that with JTT in it? Remember that movie? Oh yeah. Without they like encounter that cave full of grizzlies or whatever. That's classic. <laughs> you remember that one? I don't. Oh, oh. you got to check that out. JTT. Man. Who's that? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You know oh, who? Oh yeah. Man. Heart I know throb. Who that is. You had his yeah. poster. Don't even play. <laughs> Tiger <laughs> beat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just forgot JTT. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, so we're here at the Hub, and we've been working on cleaning some stuff out and getting some stuff uh, uh, fixed up. We're working on repairing a bathroom and putting in another bathroom, so that's kind of been a fun day. Um, we're sitting here. It is, it's Tuesday, and uh, it's a beautiful day. It is not raining, finally. For Thank once. goodness. Mm. So our mud has dried up. Uh, we've got some really cool stuff in the works. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing a lot of progress in these areas. As our listeners know, we've been in this process of building a family life center, and uh, mm-hmm. we're excited about what that future holds there. Uh, and our goal, Zach, is to do it without going into debt. And so that's kind of been a, a really neat goal. Tell us for a second, as the family minister who oversees youth and children, uh, what do you what do you envision with this family life center? Well, I envision uh, you know a, a lot of things with it, from children's ministry uh, activities, youth activities, 
uh, late night hangouts, you know, with the full court gym, we're going to be able to accommodate a lot of tournaments, you know, at yeah, full court. It full won't be, court it won't gym. be NBA size, but we're thinking probably about 75, 80 foot long, maybe max right there. And, but we've got the distance and the width, but one thing we're going to make sure that we do is get the three point line and the free throw line to regulation to where you won't be missing out. You know, you won't be uh, sold short there in your practice. And so, uh, so we'll be able to have a lot of fun. But, you know, that full court, it also opens up a lot of different other activities, you know, from volleyball to pickleball. Yeah. And it's just going to be a nice facility. But we're also going to have a nice hang spot there for those who aren't really into the sports. Um, I'm really hoping for, and if you're listening to this and you want to join uh, my side and petition for me, uh, an upper loft to where we can have uh, a nice game room of sorts, you know, That'd to, be to cool, where it yeah. is a nice hang That'd spot. Sweet. We're also thinking about altering. This is something that I'm discussing with our leaders is this, uh, altering Armory's time from a one-hour service because it's a, it's a lot to pack into just one hour. And so we throw a lot of stuff, and we can't really get super deep with it while also getting to know the students. We can't get super deep with the scripture um, with the activities as well, you know, because we want to make it a, a fun learning environment. That's the same thing with our children's ministry. But, you know, uh, we'll be able to use this right here during VBS or our day camps and stuff like that. And I'm sure people will be wanting to rent this out um, for parties, but get your pocketbook ready because it isn't going to be cheap. <laughs> this building wasn't cheap, but we are doing it debt-free. That's and I right. do like that. So it's going to take a little bit more time. Um, so, again, get your checkbooks ready and let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get this thing done. Um, yeah. But yeah. We've, we've employed the, um, the, children's, the children in the children's ministry to donate a little bit of change so that they can feel like they were a part of this so that they can be a part, not just feel a part, but actually be a part. And um, Armory students are also, they have a giving box and we're putting towards it. And all of those proceeds are going to the chest of Joash. So if you happen to be listening and your kid brought home a little box, it could have been a little sparkly box or a white box that they decorated themselves. That box is meant for them to put a little bit of change in. If you got some spare change in your pocket and you want to throw it in there, um, they can bring it into church this weekend, and then they can dump it all right there into the chest of Joe Ash. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, you know, Zach, you have such an important role in our ministry, uh, focusing on our children and our youth. Um, uh, because, I mean, that's the next generation, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a huge uh, responsibility. And uh, we're we're thankful for what you're doing in that, and we're going to continue to be praying for uh, for you in that ministry. And and uh, I, I know me, and, and I'm sure our listeners are very thankful for what you're already doing uh, in the youth and children's ministry. I appreciate and, uh, that. I believe. It. And uh, uh, so cool, cool stuff ahead. Uh, speaking of that Family Life Center, uh, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a, a special weekend, our first fifth Sunday of 2019. And uh, Courtney, tell us for a second what is going to happen on that on that fifth Sunday. So on March 30th and 31st, that's the weekend that we'll be meeting together um, to do this. We're going to take what is above and beyond our what we need weekly um, for the church budget to function. We're going to take what is above and beyond, and that's all going to pay for the next phase of the building so that we can keep ourselves out of debt. Our goal uh, here shortly is to be able to have the building erected and under a roof. Uh, that's kind of one of the big goals. That's the next phase of, of the building. And so uh, so be praying about that weekend coming up and uh, and considering how you might uh, partner with us above and beyond uh, your normal tithe. Uh, Matt, what's going on in your world, man? We, we saw a really cool video uh, with you this weekend. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, basically we are auditioning new uh, worship members and uh, we're looking for new tech team members 
So uh, if you are interested in helping out with the worship team in any capacity, we have spots available for you. Uh, we'd love to get you trained uh, and get you into those spots so that you can serve uh, as much as you as much as you want. Now I don't have to like like I don't have to be a musician or a vocalist to be able to to have a big impact in in uh, your world, right? I don't have to be a musician or a vocalist. I can be just anyone, right? Exactly. But, but it's a it's a high responsibility. Talk to us a little bit about the tech booth because because sometimes they are really the unsung heroes. Of Absolutely. The Talk we, to us about that, what we, that means. You know, we can't do anything that we do on stage without people in the tech booth. Uh, so there's always somebody back there doing the lights, doing the words, uh, running sound, uh, doing cameras. Uh, all those things are, are huge uh, aspects of our worship service, but a lot of people don't see them because they're behind everybody. Uh, but but honestly, they're the anchor of it. So when all that stuff is working well, everybody, every other part of the service is going to go great because they're back there. Uh, doing a great job. So we're just looking for people who might want to serve in that capacity. Um, uh, all of these jobs are not difficult. It, they may seem intimidating because there's like a lot of buttons and, and flashing lights and stuff. But the truth of it is, is it's set up really easy for you. Uh, and we will train you so that you don't have any questions. Uh, and you'll see that it's actually, you can probably have a lot of fun doing it. Um, but if you're somebody who just likes to be behind the scenes, this is a perfect uh, opportunity for you. You know, I, I served in the tech booth when I first started at Leesburg. Right. And the only thing that really intimidated me was the the um, sound. Right. Whatever it is. What's it yeah. Called? The soundboard. The soundboard. Yeah. There's just a lot of buttons on that thing. You know, a lot of slides, but it was really cool to operate. But I also noticed that when I was doing the slides for the sermon and I was following along because Sammy actually prints out his sermon just John prints out his sermon, and I try to come up with a sermon just in general. But <laughs> when I do, when I when I was doing the slides, I noticed that I like took in the message a right. lot better. And then that also made me well. It made me think. Okay, well, I'm taking it in right now because I'm seeing these points brought across here. I'm not just um, being, uh, you know, I'm not just viewing it, but I'm like participating in it. So that also made me want to take notes. Right. And then that made me realize that when I take notes, I, I absorb more. And, so, and, you know, and I think sometimes people think that uh, being on the tech, that tech team or even the worship team sometimes is just kind of like a job and that they're just up there to do a job. But honestly, you're you're a part of the worship. Yeah. I mean, you you're know, leading worship when you're put here's I mean, you can lead worship by singing and playing guitar or yes. whatever. But but you're just as much leading worship by making sure that people have the words to sing along with. I mean, yeah. That you know, is part we, we of say, worship. well, you know, often when people learn how to do that, they say, well, this is easy. And, well, yeah, it's easy, but d don't discredit ease for for importance. Right. Like, this is crucial. If, you know, if, if the words aren't in there, nobody sings. Exactly. Right? I mean, but like when a, things go seamlessly, nobody, uh, nobody seems to notice it. But that is like the highest honor for anyone in production for your thing to go so smooth that nobody even there's no hiccups like no one's distracted because it's it's just working right exactly we have an online audience as well you know yep. and they can view our uh, our sermons our uh, our services online and if you're watching those and you think that you're one of those people that could really get those angles with the camera yep. and get the most impact out of that message for that i think that you know that'd be a good area as well yeah we're looking for we're looking really? for people like you yeah yeah 
So, so there are several different spots you can you can run cameras, you can run slides on on the screens, uh, the worship the worship lyrics and the sermon notes. Uh, you can learn how to uh, potentially run the soundboard and and in that area. There's all kinds of different roles you can play in. So, so if, if someone's interested in being a part of the worship ministry, whether vocally or with an instrument or being a part of the tech team, what do they do? All right. Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, you can always come talk to me. You know, at any service after it's over, uh, just come up to me and let me know, um, and I can I can give you info. Uh, but another way that you can do this is uh, right now on our website, uh, you can actually go to leesburgchristian.cc, right? Leesburg.cc. Sorry, leesburg.cc. Leesburg.cc has a tab at the top that says worship, and then uh, you scroll down and from there, and that's the audition page, like yep. right there together. And that's where all your instructions are for contacting Maddie. Or sending in a video for audition. Yeah, you can literally audition right there on online and have it sent to us right there from your own home. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to panic about I've got to go in and meet these people and and sing in front of people. Yeah. Just record a video and send it to us, and all the directions are right there uh, at leesburg.cc. Um, and that, and then we just watch it and we get back with you. It's it's that simple. That simple. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, one other thing that I want to bring up that's on the radar that's going to be happening in a couple weeks, uh, and that is our on-mission banquet that's going yeah. to be happening April 12th. Uh, that's such a cool thing. I, I remember I went last year. It was a really cool thing to see uh, really just the the reach of Leesburg uh, domestically and foreign. This, this year we're focusing on the trip to Costa Rica, and so we're going to have Costa Rican cuisine, and I'm not sure what that is. Rami said it, or Rami. Sammy said it was Raptor. I think it's Velociraptor fried. Um, I can't wait. Can't wait. We actually used to tell Bryson that it was like Brachiosaurus ribs, Brachiosaurus ribs. When he was in the, that's how we got. It. There you go. There you go. I, I don't know if you know Costa Rica. They they filmed part of Jurassic Park in Costa Rica. Yep. which is kind of neat. And so that's so yeah, we're gonna be eating Velociraptor meat, and it'll it'll be a, a cool night though. We'll, we'll be talking about the the mission, uh, overseas and domestic mission. Yeah, some things that you should know about that. Um, there is going to be child care. There is going to be dinner. It begins at 6 o'clock in the original sanctuary. Um, and we're going to hear from a great speaker about how our church exists for missions, like how we are meant to be a church that lives inside out. So, and what's that guy's name? Wally, Wally Rendell. Yeah. So that'll be a cool thing. So mark that on your calendars and, uh, and plan to join us on April 12th for the On Mission Banquet. Uh, without further ado, let's kind of dive into a topic that, that kind of comes out of our, our sermon this past weekend. Uh, in the sermon, we, talk, we, 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 we just wrapped up a series about the Messiah, and the emphasis was on the mess. Um, we're all a mess, and we need a Messiah to fix our mess. And the big question that we talked about this weekend was, what do I do with the mess that I once was? You know, so often we'll, we'll come to Christ and we'll start uh, following Jesus and his prescribed way of, of life, uh, falling underneath the authority of the New Testament. Um, but but then we carry around this embarrassment and guilt and shame of our past. Yeah, how many times have you heard somebody say, you're a minister? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard what you've done. Or maybe that's just me. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was literally time. an example in John's message. That's literally it, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. 
Zach, I'm so, yeah, you you weren't able to join us this no, weekend. No, I'm really busy over the no. weekend, yeah. you know, with uh, students and children. But I I try to watch online. Yeah. Whenever yeah. the sermons. Yeah, today, I, I told the quick story about um, after I, when I was in college, I was like the black sheep of the college. Like I was just not a good, I was not a good uh, student there. Um, should have been kicked out 14 different times. And uh, uh, after I graduated, I remember taking my youth group, my middle school group, to a church camp. And while there, I saw several guys that I'd gone to school with. And uh, one of them, about halfway through the week, walks up to me and says, dude, I just got to ask you, you're really a minister. (laughs) (laughs) Who trusts you with these kids? I I can't relate. But what he was saying was, dude, I know the type of guy you were in college. I know the things you did, or I heard stories about it. And uh, and what church in their right mind would hire you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I think we've all kind of been, I mean, we, I think everyone at this table has been in that type of situation where, um, you know, we can't believe. So so how do we handle that? How do we move forward with the shame and the guilt? Because, look, if I could do things differently, I would. I'd go back in a time machine in a heartbeat. But yeah. that's not realistic and that's not possible. How do we deal with that? And, and this weekend, I proposed that uh, that Paul gave us a pretty good solution in, in Second Corinthians. What, what do y'all think about that? How well, do you deal with your past? I always answer that with who I was is not who I have to be. And I don't need someone else reminding me of my past because it, it, it rears its ugly head a, a lot. you know. And I don't have a super bad past. I didn't make all the best decisions. I got to do the baccalaureate at uh, Harrison County High School a couple years back. And um, it was was a great time. But as we're walking up to the stage, as we're about to go up there and, you know, the band's about to do their thing and everybody, the service is about to start, the lady who's leading us looked at me. She says, I cannot believe I'm about to give you the microphone at a baccalaureate. (laughs) And now – what you, what you don't know, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> she came to Nicholas County her first couple years out of college, and I was a troublesome student. Okay, one that one that I would like to go back and kick in the chest. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and but at the end of it, she gave me a big hug, and it was I'm so proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Because who I was is not who I have to be. But uh, I was lost, you know, and searching. And once I found Jesus, it was like this is what I'm made for surrendered yeah i think that i think that's the big word is you know surrender not being afraid to just lay that baggage down and say you know god you said you'd take care of this so i'm just going to trust that you take care of it and i think that's i think that's a hard thing to do as human beings because you know we do carry all that stuff around you know um as somebody who had just a really horrible anger problem growing up it was really hard to let go of, and it took a lot of work. Um, but, again, once you make that decision to just leave it and, it and it comes off of you, then it gets easier to leave it the next time, and then it gets easier to leave it the next time after that. But it takes you taking that step and saying, here, here it is. I, I said Second Corinthians earlier. I, I misspoke. It's First Timothy is where Paul gave us this example. Uh, and Paul, you know, Paul had a rough past. I mean, yeah. Paul was formerly Saul. Uh, he persecuted the church. He 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 was responsible, or at least oversaw the stoning of of Stephen, the first Christian martyr. Um, he he was throwing people into jail for their faith. He, he violently persecuted the church. Um, he had a rough past. But in First Timothy, he writes to Timothy and he says, "Look, here's the thing. I get it. 
I get how bad I was. But let me tell you, this is what God's done. God has saved me. And so he, 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 he you know, he doesn't hide this past. I think often we hide our past, but we want to hide it. It's kind of the example I used uh, this weekend was you're sitting around the, the, the table on uh, one Sunday afternoon with grandma and you're looking through photo albums, and all of a sudden you come across a photo album, and Grandma's at Woodstock, oh. and you're like, "What, Grandma? You, you're at Woodstock? You know, you like, were young. Like once? We, we never speak about those things. You know, we we bury the past. We 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 had we had it, and we we try not to let it rear its ugly head. And if I can keep this under wraps, then then then, then no one will know, and I don't have to live with that embarrassment. But Paul points to in, in uh, First Timothy how we can use our past as a catalyst to tell the story of what God has done. Right. I think that's such an important thing because we all wrestle with how to share my faith. I mean, I, I, I would be willing to bet that every individual who calls himself a Christian at Leesburg struggles from time to time with how to share my faith. So let me ask this. Um, how do I share my faith? I think it's really difficult when you know, because it always kind of, that question always pops itself up or that opportunity always pops itself up at different times. It's not always in a church setting. Right. All right. You know, somebody's just be like, you know, what, what, what makes you believe? I had, you know, a lady when we first started church and we were talking about getting baptized, she was like, but why do you? And I was stumped. I was like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna have to ponder on that one. But whenever especially here lately, whenever I've shared my faith, of course, you know, it's gotten out a lot more than I'm a minister now. And so, you know, people will ask me, students will ask me, you know, what makes you believe? Because, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, this is why, you know, the question I always get is like, well, where did God come from? You know? And so, uh, but, you know, it's explaining what faith is and why I choose to believe, because that's ultimately what faith is, choosing to believe. Yeah. And it's just different situations. I think you have to kind of take each situation a little differently. You know, you read in the the little pamphlet of how to share your faith. It'll be you should be able to give it in two to three minutes, right? But sometimes it takes more than that, and sometimes it it doesn't take that long. You know, and so it's just different situations. One of the points that that I that I like to push often is that Paul didn't share his faith. He didn't share the story of Jesus because he was a pastor. You know. Yeah. He didn't share the story, the story of what God has done uh, because he was a missionary or a church leader. He shared that story because he was a Christian. And I think sometimes today we kind of, and I say this delicately, but we kind of farm off the responsibility of evangelism to the professionals. We have this idea that, oh, well, the professionals do that. You know, pastors do that. You know, so of course, Zach, you share your faith. Yeah. You're a youth minister. Yeah. What else would you do? Yeah. Um, uh, but Paul didn't do that because he was a pastor, because uh, because he was a church leader. He did that because he was a Christ follower, and so there was a there's a severe importance uh, for each and every one uh, individual who calls himself a Christian uh, to share faith. I mean that's a that's a that's a almost a requirement of. That's a I'm, command. I mean, I mean <laughs> it's yeah. a command, absolutely. Now, what is I, that command, Courtney? It's in Matthew twenty-eight. <laughs> Absolutely. To go and make disciples, and as you go, teach them all that I've commanded you, and surely I'll be with you always. You, you know, I, I, I wanted to be delicate there in the sense that I don't have to share my faith to be saved, right? It's not a necessity to be a Christian, but because I'm a Christian, it's a necessity. 
Does that make sense? Am I saying it's that? like that faith or works thing, and the reality is that faith works. Like there, like people don't see your faith unless they see who you are, and they see who you are by what you do. It's like fruit and producing good fruit. It's similar. Yeah. So so yeah, you bring up a a great point. It is a command, and it's a command not just to church leaders, but it's to everyone who calls upon the name of Christ. Uh, to to go, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Um, and and often, you know, we just mentioned the on mission banquet. You know, that's an important thing that we've got a group of people going to Costa Rica to share their faith, and that's definitely a high priority of what they're doing. Um, but we don't have to go to Costa Rica to share our faith. I mean, sometimes that sharing the faith starts at home. I mean, we all have families and friend uh, friends who who are outside of faith. They they don't know Jesus the way we do, and so we have this this this. Um, uh, this urgency, where we should have this urgency to, to share faith with them, and, and we can use our past to do that, because the, those that know us and know us well know the past and know the type of people we were, and and hopefully they see a transformation in our lives. I'd I'd be shocked uh, if I could hop in a time machine and go see Zach in high school. I, I'm sure I would see a difference in Zach in high school and Zach today, and and and, and vice versa. It's the same. So we should see a transformation as well. And Paul highlighted that also in, in First Timothy. He says, look, absolutely, I was a violent man. I was, a, I, I was an oppressor of the church. But look what, has, look what God has done. And I'm no longer that guy. And, and of course, like the, those who are hearing Paul would see a drastic change in his life. He went from persecuting to, to planting. And, so, and, th- and that makes people ponder, like, why though? What happened? Why? Yeah, I wonder if, and this is a l- little cynical, but I wonder if a, a little bit of the reason why a lot of people don't really know what to share with their faith, and we kind of need to wrestle with this ourselves, is uh, the reason that is the reason that you have faith is so you don't go to hell when you die, you know, or or do you have faith because you actually believe God is there, that He loves you, and that He sent His Son to pay that price on the cross. You know, something that I wrestle with, why did it have to be that specific way? Why did it have to be Jesus on the cross? I know that's a tough that's a tough one, right? That's that's a tough that's a tough question, but I it, that doesn't that doesn't make me believe any less. It's just I don't completely understand why it had to be at that specific time at that specific moment. But he's also promised us in his word that once we get to the other side, all will be revealed, right? Yeah, and, and you know, you're bringing up a good point there. Is we all have questions, we don't we? Like, there's nothing wrong with having questions. It's no, nothing wrong with questioning God. Why did? Why did? I don't help me understand this. You yeah. know, there's we all have those struggles. We all have questions that 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 we. And I would say that there are answers available for most things, and then some things. Um, we just have to move forward with 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 faith, right? Um, but do you just ask the question one time and then, oh, what is it? Or do you continue? I t- well, I, I think that's the key. I think often we ask that question, and when it doesn't get answered the way we want it to be answered or uh, uh, the way we expect it to be answered, uh, we, we walk away and we say, well, okay, there must not be an answer there. Well, there's, I, I, I think any answer that we have, if we if we seek truth, I think we'll find it. And if we don't find it, then it's not that big of a question anyway. So I have faith because when I have, I have looked at 
just about every religion. I'm sure there's some that I haven't, but the major religions. And when I look at it and I read about its truths that they push across or its uh, its foundation that it's built on, when I look at and I think about if there is a God and he does love the world, what what better example of that is there than in the person of Jesus Christ? Yeah. That he would willingly lay down his own life, coming down from his throne in heaven to lay down his own life. And while I don't understand why it had to be done specifically like that, I can see that, man, that's love. That is love. And that captivated me and that moved me. And it was just, it's, you know, it's what I decided to do with the rest of my life. Even if it's not just in ministry, I'm going to continue to preach Jesus with my life. You know, I have on my arm, on my inside form, on my right arm is, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, hopefully people know that before they ever even see it. Hopefully they can see it in my actions before they see it on my arm. But in, if not, you know, they'll know it as soon as I, unless I'm covering. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're bringing out some good points. You know, if we're talking about how to share our faith, it's it's important to, uh, it's important to do that within relationship. And as you get to know someone, uh, they're going to see something strong. And so I, you know, the question that I should ask is, is my life reflect Jesus? You know, I mean, is there something different about my life? Would it be apparent to, to, to others that, that there's something different? And, and would that open a door to, to share faith? But do I just go up to a Tennessee volunteer fan and tell them that they need Jesus, you know? <laughs> and this is why I believe and this is why you should believe. Um, I, I think that for me, and I think that there's different seasons, there's been different seasons in my life where I want to proclaim it from the rooftops, but there's also times where it feels like, okay, I need to just let it like come about, you know, if someone asks me, but I also need to be ready to answer that. Yeah. Well, scripture tells us to always be prepared to give it a reason as to why we, why we have the faith that we have. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, th- I think we should absolutely, you mentioned the, the you know, we, sh- we should have a, a, a two minute blurb about what we believe and why we believe and how to share our faith we should do that i think I, we I should practice so telling our story yeah. and telling how we came to christ because sometimes it's the best way to tell us look what happened with me look how my life has changed look what jesus has done uh, and so i think that's absolutely true but then there are sometimes uh like you're t- and, and it really comes down to just allowing the holy spirit to speak to you there are some times where i should just come out and say hey brother look, i love you and i love you enough to tell you that that uh there's this guy named jesus and he, and he loves you um so sometimes it's that bold, and sometimes it's out of, you know, it, I allow it to bubble up and kind of spill over, and and uh, uh, the, 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 I think one of the big ideas is we should be open-handed with the gospel. Each each and every one of us should be open-handed with the gospel and look actively look for ways to share our faith. Now, here's one thing that I've discovered. For a long time, I thought, well, God, I don't have the opportunity to share my faith unless you know I'm preaching or something like that. But then I started praying. God, open up doors for me to have conversations about you today. And those doors flew wide open. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you if you pray for that, get ready. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, a, and what an awesome opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you know, the truth is we, we teach that Jesus came to, to provide a better way for us, a better way to life, and you know, a, a way to be connected to God. Um, and eternity is, is part of that equation as well. The, the opposite part is also true, is, is there's an eternity of separation from God. And we've got eternal consequences to not sharing. And one of my reoccurring nightmares as a pastor is, 
is this idea, you know, you know, of course, theologically, it's not necessarily sound, but in, in this dream, I'm, I'm going to heaven, and I see another line of people leaving, and there are people from my church, and they're saying, why didn't you ever tell me? And, you know, it's just a burdensome uh, uh, thought to have. Uh, we have a responsibility as Christ followers to share our faith, to be open-handed with the gospel. And so so I, I would encourage our listeners uh, to, to look for opportunities and ways to share the faith that they have with those that they're in community with, those that they work with, their family members. Um, look for opportunities. And, and we, can, we can use our past to point to what God has done and open a door to someone else. Uh, uh, final words. We've been talking actually, for a while. Actually, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Okay. This came to mind when you were talking about Uh-oh. Saul becoming Paul. Uh-huh. All right. So we all have a past. Courtney, not really. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like. But seriously. Uh, but seriously, yeah. Um, so Saul's, Saul changed his name to Paul. What would your new name be in Christ? And it was it was an easy switch for Saul to Paul. It's just one letter, so you know. And then also Abram, they just added H in there. <sighs> Abraham, Sarah, yeah. it's still pretty much the same. So um, I'm just gonna start over here with John. I think my new name uh, would be Ron. Ron, I yeah. like it. Okay, yeah. Ron. I'd probably like shave and just letter. have a mustache, you know. So so now we're going to court. And I've been thinking about it. I don't know how you would switch yours around. I don't know how I switch it, but people think my name Dork. is like Brittany or Whitney or okay. Chelsea. They just get it confused. You look like a Chelsea. Stop. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton? My dad wouldn't let that happen because Clinton was in office at the time. And he's like, Susan, we can't do this. <laughs> That's <laughs> But funny. you guys do rag on me about me not having a past. But I will say, you guys know a lot about life. But I know a lot about churchy sins that people like to cover up, like That's right. pride and gossip and all those things that you have to kick after That's you right. get saved. Oh, yeah. So I'm your See, girl for that, that stuff. So what would your name be? I don't know. Chelsea. Chelsea. Got it. <laughs> kept the C. Kept the C. All right, Crazy. Matthew. I'm going with Turd Ferguson. No, I get <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would attract no, some know. attention. <laughs> that, I, I can see that attracting some head. gospel conversation. Hey, what happened with Matthew? Uh, uh, no, it's Turd now. It's okay, cool. Turd Ferguson. Ferguson. There must be a story there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Turd Ferguson is a headliner of like a religious conference for sure. Totally. I mean, that's why I'm going. <laughs> like Zig Ziglar. Uh, he's, is he dead now? Okay. I don't know. Zig Ziglar. Uh, no, we got Turd Ferguson. Okay, cool. Uh, well. That'd be fun. Uh, let's go for some final words, Courtney or oh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Final words. Gosh, um, learning how to leverage your story for the gospel um, is the first step to leveraging your whole life for the gospel. And so, um, your time and your thought life and your prayer, um, figuring out how you can point out the the goodness of God in the history that you have is, I think, the first way and. Probably the simplest way to make sharing your faith possible. Good, good, good. All right, Turd, what do you got? Uh, I think um, I think the first thing when you're when you're sharing your faith is, uh, you know, you got to practice. Practice always makes things better. But uh, the way you do that is to start loving people as much as you can, as many people as you can, in in any way that you have the resources and opportunities to do so. Uh, because that will open up conversations that you wouldn't have had if you if 
uh, you know, if, if you would just stay home and not do those things. Um, so, so definitely do that. And then when the Holy Spirit urges you, don't fight it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just be open obedient. your mouth and, and be obedient. And, and those conversations will happen naturally. I think, my, can I get my new name? Oh, yeah. We yeah. skipped you. Well, Sorry. Zach, we could change it to Mac. Like and it. that's mainly because of like, I like, you know, because it makes me think of macaroni. I'm thinking you big know? big Mac attack. Big Mac big attack. Big Mac attack. You know, I get, I get called <laughs> yeah. Zach attack. And, uh, and then yeah. it turns into a Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Later. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> well, the, uh, you know, this went final bad. thought <laughs> is, um, you know, people can remind us of our past. And we can get by it. We can not talk to those people. But oftentimes the hardest battle we fight is in between our own ears. That's right. That's and right. Um, there is an enemy. Make no mistake about it. And he is here to take us out and destroy us. And so in the words of one of my favorite preachers, when he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Ooh. That's good. That's Preaching. Good. That's Deep. tweetable. Big preach. Mac attack. Big <laughs> Mac attack. Preach. Hashtag. T's and P's. Um, well, guys, thanks for tuning in today. My final word, I guess, is is – is uh, uh well we all have a responsibility to to share our story and to point to jesus and so look for and pray for opportunities to do that uh, we're glad you listened today we're glad you tuned in tune in next wednesday uh, for another episode coming from the upper room at the hub um, feel free to engage with us at leesburg christian church at gmail.com or at leesburg.cc Uh, We look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Peace.